Welcome to the Fam Time Podcast, where we discuss family worship, intentionality, and many other topics related to home discipleship. We hope to encourage and equip you in your parenting journey so that many generations will hear and believe the gospel of Jesus Christ. Welcome back to the Fam Time Podcast. My name is Frank Trimble, and as always, I am so eager and excited to jump into our conversation. I'm actually recording from a different location today. I'm in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, getting ready to take part in the Kids Matter Conference um, in Murfreesboro here, where there, I think, are going to be around 3,000 kids ministry leaders that are coming together for training, equipping, encouragement. Um, And so I'm very excited. So I'm in my hotel room today just recording this, and I'm excited to get this content out to you. So we are continuing our mini-series called The Coaching Corner today. So last month, we started this mini-series where we're trying to take a look at our consultation ministry within Family Time Training. So as you know, our heart at Family Time Training is just that we love training parents and grandparents to pass the Christian faith to the next generation in the home. We love that. We love putting on training events um, all year round. We love it. We go all over the country and in some cases the world to do that. But also, Uh, We love to dive even deeper with local churches. We love the local church. Regardless of how big or small your church is or how old or young your church is, we love sitting down with church leaders to ask the question, what is God calling your church to do in the next chapter of your ministry, specifically as it relates to families? Uh, What does home discipleship look like in your culture as a church? Um, What needs to happen? And so though we are not experts in the field, we have been uh, given uh, great training in this area, and we get to spend all of our time uh, on this topic, and we really feel very humbled and excited to get to work alongside churches in this area. Every single time we enter into a consultation relationship with the church, we ask a series of questions. Last month, we started our Coaching Corner session, which is meant to be um, kind of a preview or a taste of our consultation ministry. We started that with the first two questions, which were these. Are senior leaders on board? Are senior leaders being trained? And just for the sake of time today, we won't dive into it all the way. We'd encourage you to go back and listen to it. But suffice it to say, leaders, senior leaders, like lead pastors, senior pastors, elder boards, need to be involved in the family ministry of their church. I would go so far as to say that if a lead pastor is unwilling to be involved in the conversation of home discipleship and how parents and grandparents are being equipped in the role that God has called them to in Deuteronomy 6, 4 through 9 and so many others, then the home discipleship culture within that church and in that local context will be stifled. Um, it's not to say that it won't happen in these churches, because in fact, many times there's at least one person in the church staff or church elder board or something that all of a sudden gets it. The light bulb goes off over their head and they're willing to champion um, the principles and the biblical commands and instructions on home discipleship within their church. We praise God for those people. So though not all the time are lead pastors available for this, we really believe that when they are available and when they are willing to be that main family ministry champion in their church, there's so much more that can happen within that church for longevity, for consistency, for cohesion among staff members, and so much more. So, but for our conversation today, we want to dive into two similar questions. And it's this, are children's and youth pastors aligned? Second one is this, are children's and youth pastors being trained? So let's dive into the first one for a few minutes. Are children's and youth pastors aligned? 
Now, I want to address the elephant in the room with this. You might be listening to this, and you might be in a church that has 13 people in it. And though you would love to have a dedicated children's and youth uh, pastor in your church, there's just simply no way. The money isn't there. Or maybe there's no kids in the church or youth in the church, and so you would feel silly hiring one or so on and so forth. There's so many different scenarios. But I've met so many since I moved to Colorado, so many churches, that though they would love to have a dedicated specialized minister like a children's or youth pastor, they just simply can't. It's just simply not in the cards at this time. I want to tell that church, I want to encourage that church, if you might be listening, if you're a lead pastor of one of those churches or a member of one of those churches, don't, don't leave your church because of its size. God has an amazing plan for your church regardless of its resources. And we really believe that you can have a thriving family ministry, culture, philosophy, and practice in your church the way it is right now. We really believe that things can be put into place with the people that are already there to see a family ministry philosophy plan and culture really develop and really establish itself so that if a children's or youth pastor does come, they won't be coming in to kind of bring their own bag of tricks with them. And once that bag of tricks is empty, then they move on to another church. When you hire somebody after you've established a family ministry culture within your church, you're hiring somebody that fits within what is already established. Um, And so there's so many things I could say there, but small church, be encouraged today. I really believe that with the people and resources that you have now, you can have a thriving family ministry right where you're at. But let me speak also to the church with 3,000 people. I was at a conference uh, two years ago where the next-gen or family ministry team at the church, I think, had 30 different staff members. It's a mega church. 30 different staff members specifically dedicated to ministering to families with kids from 0 to 18. And unbelievable. And I would say, praise God. When those people are there and when they're healthy, man, it is such an awesome deal. I believe that both scenarios that I just described can, with their current resources, current staff, current families, have a thriving family ministry. And those are the kind of things we dive into in more detail in the consultation relationship. But back to the question, are children's and youth ministers aligned? I heard a story a few years ago from a friend. He was going through a difficult time, but he had been serving in youth ministry for many decades. I asked him, how's it going with your new children's director? He said, I don't know. All I know is she gets a bigger budget than me, and... uh, and she just kind of does what she wants, so I'm going to do what I want. We're going to stay in our lanes, and I'll just wait until their kids age out of our ministry, and they'll come down the hall to the youth wing. Now, I know he was uh, speaking out of a place of hurt, probably, or confusion. Like, how could I be at this church for decades, and, they don't, and they've given the children's ministry a bigger budget? Like, that's real, real-life stuff. If you're a youth minister or a kids minister, and you've been through something like that, like those words ring true for you. You've been through things like that before. If you're not in ministry and you hear that, and it kind of causes you to bristle a little bit, understand that these are some of the realities that ministers deal with, especially specialized staff they deal with. And, and it broke my heart when he said that, mainly because if that's true, then these folks aren't collaborating together. They're just doing what they feel they're called to do and what they feel they're trained to do. And they're not going to concern themselves with the action of the other person. That breaks my heart because I believe that when a children's and youth pastor are present, I believe they're meant to function as a team. I believe they're meant to function as a next-gen team or a generation's team. That doesn't mean that they do every single thing together. That doesn't mean that they answer to one another. That doesn't mean that they have to be best friends. But what that does mean is that they realize that many times they're ministering to the same families 
or if they're not ministering to the same families, they're ministering to a child that will eventually go to the next ministry. And they're ministering to these children when they're just that, when they're children, zero to 18. When there's no cohesion or no alignment between these ministers or ministries, there's very little chance that a scope and sequence can be established um, that connects to the overall vision and mission of the church, which I fully believe that next-gen ministries are meant to be connected to. So again, this doesn't mean you have to be best friends, but it does mean that probably most of the time one staff member needs to be the one to bring the olive branch (laughs) if there's been no cohesion before. Uh, One staff member needs to take the step to purposefully and intentionally collaborate, to purposefully and intentionally offer help, and purposefully and intentionally ask questions like, hey, what curriculum are you doing this year? How can I bridge the youth curriculum or the children's curriculum with what you're doing? How can I communicate to parents in a way that you have been communicating to parents for years so that they hear the same kind of language when their child goes from fifth grade to sixth grade? And so many other questions like that. If you're on a church staff or you're in a church and you notice that there's not a whole lot of cohesion between staff members, let's begin with prayer. But then I really believe that God's leading one staff member at least to take the step to offer that olive branch and to say, let's work together so that our families are not confused, our families are on the same page, and they see a church staff with the same vision and mission as the rest of the church moving forward to see these kids discipled in the church and at home. Are they aligned? The second question is this, are children's and youth pastors being trained? And we won't spend a ton of time on this, which is for the sake of we're trying to keep these (laughs) Coaching Corner episodes around 10 minutes. Have mercy on me here because I get to talking too much when I'm talking about things I'm passionate about. Um, But here's the question, a lot like um, our senior leaders being trained, like we talked about last month, but a little different. Many times children's and youth leaders do receive some sort of training that gives them the kind of qualification that they need to be specialized in a given field, um, like children's or youth ministry. But it's also pretty common to see children's and youth pastors that would love to have the training, but it's just simply not available to them, or it might be financially restrictive, or... um, uh, it might be geographically restrictive. I don't know um, where they or they just don't have time because they have full time jobs. They've got kids of their own, like all of this, or they might feel like it's too late for them to do that. I would say it doesn't always have to be seminary, though. I love um, seminary training in areas like family ministry, kids ministry and youth ministry. Those programs are out there. But also think about conferences like the one I'm at this week where 3000, it's unbelievable, 3000 youth or 3000 children's ministers and their volunteers gather together to sharpen their skills, to encourage one another to go to breakout sessions, to be recommended books, and to visit exhibit halls where they're learning about opportunities and resources that they can bring home to the kids and bring home to families. Um, There's also podcasts, there's webinars, there's online certificates, there's so many other ways to receive training. But we're not just talking about children's ministry and youth ministry. Specifically, we're talking about are these two positions being trained in family ministry. So have the light bulbs gone off over their heads that God has not called them to only minister to the child or the youth, but to also minister to that child's siblings, their parents, in some cases their grandparents and extended family. Like, has that light bulb gone off that the parents are called to be the primary disciple maker in the home? And if that light bulb has gone off, what do you do next? Where do you start? What do you say to the parents? 
how do you say things to the parents in a way that doesn't make them feel like you're guilt tripping them or you're trying to tell them how to parent and so on and so forth. There's so many questions meant to be asked, but how we can summarize today is this. I really believe that children's and youth pastors need to be aligned in their mission because they're on the same team. Whether you call it a generations team or a next gen team within your church, that's up to you. But I believe they must function as a team for the health and the sustainability of the discipleship program within the church and within the home in your local context. But the other, the other statement is true as well. Um, I really, really believe that children's and youth pastors need to receive family ministry training and training in children's ministry and youth ministry. Um, but for our context, family ministry, and we hope to provide that in some small way through our consultation program. If you have any questions about how this could work for your church, or if it could work for your church, or if it's customizable or anything, or if you'd like to have a number, a one-on-one conversation, a free consultation call with us to take a look at what we believe your church um, could enter into in the next chapter of your ministry based on what we've been exposed to, um, email me at frank at famtime.com. I would love to schedule a call with you at no cost with no strings attached. We love you, and we're so thankful for you taking part in our FamTime podcast. Thank you for listening to the Fam Time Podcast. Please subscribe and leave us a review so that more families can be equipped and encouraged. For more information about Family Time Training, visit us online at famtime.com.